I'm Malia White, real-life bosun and cast member on Bravo's Below Deck Med. Working in my industry can be very interesting. These are my stories. As you'll find out, my world is a total ship show. Hey guys, it's Malia. I'm here with Amanda, and this week we've got a special guest, dear to my heart, Katie Flood. Hi, Katie. Hi, Hi Katie. Hi, how are you? Good. Nice to see you. You look beautiful as always. Yes, you do too. So to give everyone an update in case they aren't following you on Instagram, um, tell us where you're at. <laughs> so shockingly, I'm in Tulum <laughs> yet again. <laughs> um, I spend a lot of time here, as you know, and people that follow me know. Um, so I'm just having a little mental break from yachting. It was a crazy year for me last year. Um, so yeah, I've just come here to chill out. I always end up back here. It just sort of feels like home for me. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. But is this partly because you can't actually get home to New Zealand? Like, <laughs> that's also part of right. it. Like, like, and like, as you know, I was in South Africa like uh, mm. six weeks ago and actually got stuck there because of Omicron and I was meant to fly into the States and then they, you know, shut the borders and Mexico just lets anybody <laughs> and everyone in. So obviously during the pandemic, it's been a good like base for me. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, I cannot get into my own country, which really sucks because it's nearly been about two years since I've seen my friends or family, which is the longest I've been ever. Um, so yeah, that's a bit shitty. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, Jake also can't get into Like yeah. people just can't get into New Zealand. Like right? I, honestly, I can't even like talk about it. It makes me so angry. Like I've mm. never not been proud to be like a Kiwi or from New Zealand and just the way they're handling everything. Like I just, I'm like shocked. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Well, luckily, Mexico has lots of tequila, which is yeah. Katie's favorite drink. <laughs> How long have you been in Tulum then? Mm. Um, so I was here for two weeks in October, and then I went to South Africa, and then I came back, and I've been here for two months. Oh, wow. So do you have like a place to live there, like kind of a home base? Well, this is the problem because I never know how long I was actually going to be here. I wasn't really planning on staying this long, um, but... Things sort of worked out. Um, I've started like a few little projects and stuff since I've been down here. So it's um, caused me to stay longer. So I've just been renting down here. We talked about buying, like we should buy a place in Tulum. Dude, yeah. no, I've been like, looking at it. Like, <laughs> trust me, it's so, like, we got to do this girl because like I was actually, I reached out to a few in like investment companies um, last week and like people that are building condos and stuff down here. Like there's so much construction going on in Tulum. Yeah. Like, it's actually mental. Well, Amanda is a financial planner, and she would tell us both to not rent to invite. <laughs> I, I, I need someone like this in my life. <laughs> Here she is. Oh my gosh, Tulum! I want to go there so bad too. Have you gone to that like outdoor gym where everything is made yeah, of the jungle gym? Yeah. yeah. Stop. Everything that's on Instagram, I've been to. <laughs> it's like an influencer's dream. Uh, it is. It's like honestly, it. it's so funny when you go to the beach. Like, there's just people like shooting everywhere. Like. It's wow. like best. I don't know if anyone follows that page, influences in the wild. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's that <laughs> Pretty sure I followed this guy around the mall the other day because I was like, oh, I want to get some influencer in the wild. Creep. Well, he had it, all okay. of this camera and mic and everything. I was like, I'm gonna get him on that page. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's like you know, it's like getting people out there, right? Um, okay, so uh, people know we know each other from a reality TV show, but we also both actively work in the industry and um 
you know, like you said, last year you had a wild season. I mean, I saw you having cocktails on an iceberg at one point. What? <laughs> like you, and I just kind of want to get into more of the Katie that's not part of the reality show, more of like you and how you got into yachting and kind of experiences in yachting and kind of just show what this industry is all about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if people are listening to this that did follow the show, I did speak about it. Um, one of my best friends, Ben, that actually worked on Lady Michelle, ironically, he got me into the industry, you know, seven years ago. I had just graduated university. I was feeling really lost. Like I wasn't happy, like working in an office job, basically. Um, and then my friend was like, book a one-way ticket to the south of France, do this course. Um and so I did it and I actually took really long to get my first job. It took me like five weeks or something. Um, so I definitely had like moments of being like, maybe this isn't for me. Um, like, am I doing the right thing? I'm living in a foreign country. I'm only 22 years old. Um, and then I met a chief stew and she needed someone to help for the Monaco Grand Prix. And then I ended up getting offered a job and it just sort of spitballed from there. Um, and yeah, like, my experience in the industry overall has been like obviously positive because there's no way like I would have done this for seven years if it wasn't. Um, and saying that there's definitely been like iconic moments um, that have been super hard um, on my mental health. Yeah. You know, I speak about anxiety a lot um, and just the industry alone, like Malia, you know, it's, it's so demanding on every aspect of your life, your mm. mental, your physical, your spiritual, like, it's just, it really does consume you. Um, and yeah, I'm really like, I've kind of taken a step back now because I really realized I was like, whoa, my mental health is really deteriorating here. So that's why I have sort of taken this break now um, just to like find myself again. Like it kind of just like takes over you, you know? Yeah. And I like, you know, I think one thing that's different in yachting, I know that everyone in any industry kind of needs a break sometimes, but yeah. in yachting, sometimes you literally have to pull the plug. You just have to like, you're like, I can't be on a boat. I can't think about a boat. I need to just go home, kind of restart. I'm, I, I feel you there. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what I did. Like I was just, and also like last year was really hard because I was on probably the busiest boat I've ever been on in my whole entire yachting career. And then I had the show coming out at the same time. So it was just like, yeah. that was a lot mentally to go through. So, you know, when the end of the season came around, like the last boat, I went to the most amazing places, but mm. I was just like, I, I can't, like, I'm not happy. Like I'm genuinely not happy. Like I'm miserable. Like, mm. I'm, I don't get to work out. I don't get to do yoga. I don't get to do anything positive because all we're doing is working or, you know, we're at sea and you just you don't have those moments to get off the boat and just get a coffee and call your friends and family. Then they, you have shitty internet because you're offshore somewhere, you know? Um, so yeah, that's definitely exactly what happened. Wow. Well, yeah. good for you for taking the break that you needed, you know, and taking care of yourself. That's, that alone is hard to do. A hundred percent. And honestly, like a lot has happened for me in my personal life, like especially over the last four months since leaving yachting. Um, it's been a bit wild, but I feel like so much better now, so much more confident. Like I just, I feel more like myself, you know? Um, yeah. and I definitely, yeah, I'm feeling like a lot stronger than I was four months ago. Yeah. For sure. what, what part of like 
the job in yachting is it that takes the biggest toll on you, would you say? I think it's kind of, it's just like a little bit of everything. It's working long hours for days and weeks on end and then being at sea, not being able to get off a boat or just go for a run or not having internet for a couple of days because like, you know, everyone knows the internet on a boat, it it all goes to the guests basically. So we suffer when you don't get to like speak to friends or family, just like things like that. And then, and then you don't have the energy to actually reply to people because when you're on a break and you just want to like sit down and you just feel like no one speak to me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, just like living with so many people, like, like I actually really like that side of it, but it's just like, if you're not feeling okay, it's all those things like compact and just like kind of hit you all at once, you know? Yeah. That's what I was, I would say for me, the, it's the interpersonal relationships, like all the time. It can all be quite, yeah. it can be exhaust or like a little overwhelming because you're constantly worried about like, where you stand with certain crew members or is this person mad at you or like, you know, you all have to work together. And then it's the professional side too. Like, oh, we're friends, but I'm actually your boss. So if I tell you to do something and then, you know, like it's it's such an interesting industry in that way. Like you really have to be a person that respects hierarchy. Yeah, Um, exactly. And like, you can, like, I'm always friends with all of my crew, like my juniors girls, like I'm always friends with them, but it's like people that come into the industry need to understand that chain of command and that it's there for a reason as well. It's there yeah, for a reason. Yeah. And it's like, just because I'm telling you something at work doesn't mean like, I don't like you. Like, right. yeah. And being friends is like, like my captains, you know, like, um, you know, like we always go out together and like you drink with them and stuff. But then it's like you show up at eight o'clock at work the next day. And just because you were best friends last night, if they tell you to do something, think they want it done now. Like that's what I do. You know, yeah. like you just have to have that, that respect for sure. Yeah. I think that's the craziest part about yachting is there's no like end to your work day. Like no. You know, there's no like, hey, captain, it's five o'clock. I'm done. It's like, mm, there's still the captain. And it's like, you know, yeah. you're kind of always, you're always a crew member. And you're yeah. always like, you know, I've even like some boats I've worked on, even when you're out, they're like, you are representing the boat. because oh, Yeah, 100%. We're, yeah, we're in like a very busy marina. Everyone knows what boat we're stepping off of. Everyone knows who owns the boat. So you have yeah. to represent yeah. the yeah. boat. Definitely a line that gets crossed, I think, the most in yachting, oh, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> like, I mean, everyone knows yeah. what yachting can be like. It's, it's yeah. a bizarre industry. Like, I just, it makes me laugh sometimes. I'm just like, what is this life? Like, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, what is going on? Like, what, why am I here? Like, what happened? That's what I yeah. think about you guys. But you're, I mean, the work ethic that you guys have is just unparalleled. If you don't have it, trust me, like I, when I started yachting, like I came over with like six girls and I'm the only one standing. (laughs) Yeah. Like you you have to, it's it's a mental battle as well. You have to be mentally strong and it's not for everybody. It's, you know, it looks glitzy and glammy and there's definitely those highlighting parts of it in which those are the parts that probably attract us yachties the most, you know, but well, it definitely teaches you a lot about yourself. Like I feel like I don't think I would be where I am today without yachting and the experiences I've had, the the crazy, the wild, the heartbreaking, the, the bad. Um, it's just made me like so much stronger within myself. 
What are we doing in Omaha? We're making a podcast. A few of my friends have done podcasts like just kind of on their own or on their basement. And I think like I wasn't prepared to do it that way because I don't know the first thing. So kind of having her dad behind me and behind us like made the process so much smoother and easier because had I had to do it on my own, it would just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. They can kind of do everything. So media, graphics, coming up with music for the show, like, they just did the whole package. Yeah. First of all, you gotta find a name. What is that? You gotta get that right. name approved. Is anyone else using that? Is it gonna oh be catchy? Gosh, yeah. Having oh. help with scheduling. Like I can barely get my own schedule going, let alone try to schedule people for yeah. interviews. And right. you know, a lot goes into that side of things. So having that help and support is, yeah, yeah it's unmatched. Right. Huge thank you to her dad. Uh, that I wouldn't be here without them. I couldn't have done it without yeah. them. What are we doing in Omaha? We're making a podcast. A few of my friends have done podcasts like just kind of on their own or on their basement. And I think like I wasn't prepared to do it that way because I don't know the first thing. So kind of having her dad behind me and behind us like made the process so much smoother and easier because had I had to do it on my own, it would, just wouldn't have happened. Yes. They can kind of do everything. So media, graphics, coming up with music for the show, like, they just did the whole package. Yeah. First of all, you gotta find a name. What is that? You gotta get that right. name approved. Is anyone else using that? Is it gonna oh be catchy? Yeah. Having oh. help with scheduling. Like I can barely get my own schedule going, let alone try to schedule people for yeah. interviews. And right. you know, a lot goes into that side of things. So having that help and support is, yeah, yeah it's unmatched. Right. Huge thank you to her dad uh, that I wouldn't be here without them. I couldn't have done it without yeah. them. What's something, what's something, yeah, like an experience you've had in Yachty? I know that I have a few too that I can share, but like, what's an experience that you think, you know, this would only have happened in yachting kind of thing? Well, I mean, do we want to talk about like personal or like work or? Yeah, I mean, whatever you want, like a personal one. Okay. Well, obviously like dating in this industry is. Oh, you, I mean, <laughs> you are preaching to the choir. Yeah. I mean, I've had the worst heartbreak of my life and then it got you know, it's shown just, on. It's hard yeah. enough in, in a normal in a normal world. I can't imagine you guys where it's like everybody knows everybody or you're stuck on a boat with somebody or also everyone knows your dirty laundry. So oh, like yeah. this actually I was a lot younger at the time. It was actually after I'd just broken up with Jack. And like I've spoken about this a lot. Like I mine and Jack's relationship, it was very heavy. It was very passionate. Like I was madly in love with him. Like you know, like he was like my person. Um, mm. And we broke up the day I joined this boat. So I'm joining this boat, trying to like have this like happy, you know, smile and you're like meeting all the crew and I'm like dying inside, you know, like my heart is breaking. I have so much anxiety and we, I actually joined like mid charter as well. So I was thrown straight into the deep end. So I was like dealing with that. And then like after a while, like <laughs> we know how boat romances work. Like Yep. One of the members on board, I'm not going to say names or anything, um, like, we obviously, like, he was cute, like, he was a very attractive looking guy, and, you know, we started, like, hanging out a bit, and he'd, like, come into my cabin, like, and hang out with, like, drink tea and stuff after we finished work, and, like, I would tell him, like, how I'm so heartbroken about Jack and, like, what was going mm. on and Jack were in a bad place. Um, then, obviously, one thing leads to another. Then we start kind of dating, Um he turned really, really like toxic on me and he would like 
I would receive messages every day, like from him. And it's like, we're on charter or like we're at work, you know, and he would like message me and just call me like really horrible names. He was a very jealous person. And for so long, I didn't understand what had happened. Like he would call me like a toxic flat, like you're a bitch. You're like, just like every, all these terrible words all the time and would go out on like nights out. And would be like at a bar having a drink and he'd like yell at me. He's like, why are you looking at that guy? And I'm like, who? Like I'm sitting here with the girls, like talking like gossip, oh. you know? And so he turned really toxic on me. Um, mm. And I couldn't even understand why. And so for like four months, I would get this abuse like daily. Like he would come down into the laundry um, when I was down there and he actually like punched the laundry door and shit in front of oh. me. Like, I've never been so scared in my life because like, I'd never been in that situation. Like I've always been a pretty strong woman to like step away from like relationships like that. And that, but then because I was on a boat, you have nowhere I, to run. Yeah. I have nowhere to run, but I was the new stew. So I didn't want to cause problems, you know, like yeah. I didn't want to be this new girl that's joined this boat and has caused all this like riffraff. So I didn't tell anyone, like I didn't speak to any of the girls about it. Like obviously everyone knew we were like seeing each other, whatever. And then it wasn't actually until one day my phone was like blasting and it was him messaging me and one of the other stewardesses saw it. And it obviously like had like this horrible crap that he would just send to me. And she was like, what the fuck, Katie? Like, what the fuck is going on? And she really pulled me aside. She's like, this is not okay. Like, you need to go speak to the captain. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to cause a problem. Like, I was like 23 or 24 at this time. Like, I was yeah. younger. Um, and yeah, I just was like, so defeated and it got to the point where like he would like say all the shit to me and say all these words and be like who are you like I just agreed like what he was saying so like because whenever I would like fight back he would get more aggressive you know um and it actually like it made I've never been so I've never been insecure in my life and after that situation like I was so insecure like I was he broke me like yeah physically did he outrank you as well was he yeah he did yeah, which is also um, another kind of scary, you know, that's... Yeah, so eventually, um, like, it got to the captain and, like, things got dealt with and, you know, he ended up leaving and my captain was like, you know, Katie, like, you can tell me these things. But it's like, I think I was so broken at the time. I was, I didn't know where to run and I was like, you know, I couldn't get away from this person because we're stuck on this boat as that's well. Always, so it's not yeah, like... That's scary. That's the scary yeah. part. It's like, I could not get away from him, like ever he was just always there and then like anything I did if I was like obviously I'd try to ignore him then I'd get a message and then it's like come and see me here and it's just like we're at work like I can't do this like yeah and I mean if it's um, getting to the point that he's punching the laundry door like he you know he might not just stop at being verbally abusive right I mean that I would be fearful for my life in addition to that that's how I felt and yeah. never in my life and thank God I, I'm blessed that I've never been in that sort of situation and that was the first time I guess of like an abusive like relationship I had experienced like that and yeah. I was so scared I finally understood what some women go through and they realized like yeah. people were like oh just leave him it's really not that simple it's not like, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, I think that's, you know, something to highlight in this industry is there is a little bit of that dark side where you do hear of these things happening on yachts of, you know, captains using their position of power, young stewardesses, like the same story that you just described. They're new to a boat. They don't want to ruffle any feathers. They feel like they don't have the position to speak up. Yeah. 
Yeah, and for people like, you know, for Amanda, for people who don't know how it goes, but on a boat, you're supposed to report to your, you know, your head of department. So for Katie, it would have been the chief stew. For me, it's the chief officer. And sometimes that's not comfortable because that... Yeah. Well, and yeah. it could be that person. And being on, on a boat, that's like a whole new level of being trapped because you are literally physically trapped. And yeah. Like in, yeah, yeah. in these situations, it's like, yeah, you can let someone go, but it's like, then we have to get another, put, you know, like it's just like an ongoing effect. And so like naturally I was like just trying to hide it and deal with it myself. Mm, and yeah, so, that's you know, terrifying. Other people actually had to interfere and like the whole crew when they found out like were behind me and they were like even like all the, you know, the deck crew, like why the fuck did you tell us, Katie? And it's yeah. like, well, I, I actually was so belittled that, I really like lost like yeah sight of like you yeah. yeah well and you hadn't even life. healed from your you hadn't even healed from your heartbreak at that point and that's what I mean so yeah. I was it was yeah. just like it was all too much and I'm I'm still young at this point like I'm mm -hmm. still like learning a lot but easier said than done which you know? which I think also like well currently being in a relationship on a boat too I think like what Katie's saying is sometimes it's so hard because you have to remain professional at all times. And so you could be going through all this stuff, your phone's blowing up, and meanwhile, you have to keep this face in front of the guests, in front of the captain, or whatever, yeah. as in, like, everything's fine, I'm like fine. a fire going on behind yeah. you. Yeah, your <laughs> heart's, like, <laughs> melting, your whole world is blowing up, and you're just like, yep. I, I remember, actually had, like, yeah. the first time, like, me and Jack broke up. I think we broke up twice. Yeah, we broke up twice. So this was actually just before I joined this boat. I was tempting back on my first boat. And I hadn't heard from him all weekend. And then he pretty much like dumped me. And I was just about to do like dinner service. And I'm like yeah. crying in the bathroom and we're like on charter. And I'm like, get it together, Katie. Like what the yeah. hell? Like, you have to like go out in front of the guests and be all like, hey, you know, like it's, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's an interesting way to manage emotions and your professional side. It's, yeah, it's teaches you a lot for sure well yeah I think that's where like mental health comes I mean I remember when I found out that Tom was cheating on me I was literally mid-charter like yeah. with these amazing guests and I just remember like trying to hold it together and suddenly I just like broke down and I was like I actually can't be on deck right now like I I'm, I'm like a mess I'm like sobbing I'm like trying to give them life jackets I'm like nah <laughs> like yeah. I can't do this right but it now happens. like I'd be in the pantry and then you just yeah. like start crying and then you're and, like you don't want other crew members to see you because there's always people around and someone will come through and then it's yeah. like a whole thing and you're like I just want to have a mental breakdown and be done with it like, yeah. <laughs> well and when that yeah. stuff piles up you know I mean that that's why I think you do like you said earlier you've reached a point where you just have to like all right I'm checking out I'm done because it's like when that stuff piles up and you don't cope with it in the yeah. moment like that's the yeah. best time to cope with something is in the moment right. and feel and those emotions and when you can't like that literally leads to like colon cancer and stuff they think you know it's like yeah. our our mental health is so important it's just like a triggering like thing as well because even like from that situation you know I then started dating like my ex-boyfriend um and it was really hard for him because like he like at the start at the end he wasn't so nice but at the start you know he was lovely and like he'd post like a photo of me on instagram be like i miss this girl so much or like something beautiful something that us yeah. girls like want to hear and i would like lose my shit and be like take it down like why would you do that like i look so ugly in the photo because i was so mentally like messed up from messed up, this yeah. situation and he was like why are you being so insecure like I think you look amazing that's why I posted it like you're my girlfriend I love you you know like 
and and so then that caused like an, another situation and like my future relationship you know because I hadn't really dealt with it because it just in yachting it's just like go 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 all the time and you know yeah. so those relationships honestly being like one of the biggest learning curves I've ever gone through in my life now like yeah well now it's like I mean for women especially in yachting like you know I want to be a captain so I know that I have a long road ahead of relationships probably on a boat because yeah. it's next to impossible to have this you know people do they do make it work in the industry where one person works on the boat and one person doesn't but that is yeah. extremely difficult especially being yachties and knowing what goes on on board a lot yeah. of the time I would never like, yeah. I, I don't think I can date a yachty again like no. I'm done like I'm yeah. like stresses me out I'm like I just you could know if you like say like you date a captain and then like they're on rotation that's great see you for two months but it's like what have you been up to on those two months when you're back on board and all those cute little stewardesses yeah. are around yeah. you know like it's just like the ultimate recipe for you know yeah ugh. But and then, and then like for women, it's like what if you want to have babies, if you want to get married and stuff, then how do you still work? You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough, tough industry yeah. in that sense. It's harsh in that sense. I can't imagine. It's definitely like that you feel the societal pressures. Like, mm. you know, like I turned 30 and it's like, I am no way ready for like any of that. Like, I can't yeah. even like hold down a relationship. So like, that's fine. But it's like, you do have those societal pressures now that I'm getting older, but it's like, I'm still happy, like living my truth. Like this is my destiny right now. Or like, this is the path I'm meant to be on. That's what I believe anyway. Um, but like when, yeah, like it's still, those societal pressures like still build up sometimes or like get on your shoulders and then you like, you know, you start getting in your head about it and you're like, Oh, should I be leaving yachting? But then what am I going to do right now? Like it's, yeah, yeah. Um, my tip so for people wanting to get into yachting is go get into it young. Like, I wish I knew what yachting was when I was like 18, you know, like, yeah, get into it before you have to worry about babies and college. Yeah. And, I don't know. Well, maybe you still go to college. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. it does seem like kind of the ideal, like, yeah, like 22. Imagine like getting out of college and immediately going into yachting like 22 year old me would have loved it yeah. yeah like I had my first year in yachting I was just like what is going on like this is crazy this is amazing you know like yeah. we you, you know we charted through Montenegro and Croatia and the south of France and Corsica and it was just like you know the Italian like coastline like it was incredible and like all our charter guests were amazing my crew was super cool you know I had a really like cool working environment um so like my eyes were just like wow like and 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 we do like we do have those moments which which kind of like balances everything else out but I think especially you know like I'm 31 now and I think as we get older you're starting to think like personal life like you know balancing Mm -hmm. mental health and relationships and boat manses and stuff are not always (laughs) easy like it's a lot it's constantly a lot yeah yeah so much like yeah and like you said like even if you are in a relationship on a boat like I was dating my chief officer for like pretty much the last year that I was on this last boat I was on so that was like another thing and you know like it was like it's so hard for people not to realize like when we're not in a good place you know and it's like you have to keep it together but then like he tried to kiss like one of my stewardesses and like stuff like that and then it all oh just becomes God. like you know fucking it was fucked yeah um, well and that's a tricky one too because chief stew and chief officer those are both the heads of department so exactly. some and people might 
you know. Oh, man. It, I, I don't think on my behalf, looking back now, is the smartest move, but, you know, it happened. And, um, and like, obviously, we shared a cabin as well. So we worked together 24-7. We lived together 24-7. And then, like, he did, like, that sort of thing. And then I was trying to deal with that. And I'm like, and then my stewardess is upset, coming to me crying, like, didn't know how to tell me. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I cannot. Yeah. Like, being completely, like, Katie, I'm a total outsider, you know, like my knowledge of yachting is basically what I know about Malia and stories that she's told me. And I just can't imagine, like I've lived alone now for a while. Like I cannot imagine like dating roommates, 24 (laughs) roommates and like sharing a cabin and, you know, and also like, I mean, the smells. (laughs) I'd literally like, I'd have to like go into the sky lounge and like cry in there and like, and then like you don't want to walk back through the crew mess because you don't want people to notice you're upset and then people like oh why aren't you coming out with or why aren't you coming to hang in the crew mess it's like I just want to or like yeah it's just trying to find like a place to just be truly alone on a yacht is impossible because one there's cameras everywhere like not not just on reality shows there are cameras CCTV like all over the deck not the interior but deck and CCTV is like what like just like a surveillance sort of yeah just like camera yeah it's it's more so that like for when we're underway we can see if there's a fire or something happening so there's cameras so people know where you're sitting and having a mental breakdown or like you go into your cabin and your roommate comes in and they're like, what's wrong? And they're, you know, they're trying to be helpful yeah. and but comforting, you but you just, like space. you're like, leave me the hell alone. Yeah. I just yeah. want to go home. Oh my yeah, gosh. Like literally it's, yeah, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely the hardest part of it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Or sometimes even just like one thing that bothers me is when, you know, I cry, I just want fresh air. And when you're in your cabin, like you can't open your porthole. I'm just like, I feel so yeah. claustrophobic. Oh my gosh. You know what, what I've noticed as well, and I think it's because we're surrounded by people 24 seven or like we're always busy or this, you know, like this job, it just it doesn't stop. Like it, there's no end game. Like yeah. it's just, there's always something to do. Um, so when you are going through something mentally or in your personal life, um, and you do just like want to cry you hold it in so much more because you you don't want those people to see when really like in the reality when I just like let myself have a like full breakdown afterwards I'm like okay actually like I feel like a little bit better like everything's still fucked but I feel better yeah 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 for sure I like definitely have to have those days where I just cry or like just jump into the ocean and like have a reset you need I have it. to like apologize well, yeah. to my deck crew. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just having a really off day wow. today. That's <laughs> good. Like, I think, I think now the industry there's more awareness for mental health. Yeah, um, for sure. And like, it's the one thing I say to my team as well. Like, I always say to my stews, I'm like, you need to tell me. Like, you, if something bad is going on in your life, like, you know, family wise, your mother's just passed away, or I don't know, or like, you've broken up with your boyfriend or something. Like, you need to tell me because, like. I will always support you. Like you need, we need to support each other, you know, like hundred percent. And we just need to talk about things. Like you don't have to tell if if you're not comfortable telling me all the inner details or even if it's not me as your boss and if you want to talk to someone else, but just kind of like, especially in yachting, we just need to know, like, you know, Mm. your crewmates have your back and we're there for each other because because like I've had like, I've like some of my chief shoes have been amazing. Like when I've gone through like these breakups and things, I'll be like, just go to your cabin, Katie, you know? And yeah. all you need is to sit in your cabin for 20 minutes and then you're like, okay, you know, so it's like if 
one of my girls or shoes or anyone on the boat is going through that like I'd rather just be like look, look go sit down like we can cover this like yeah. we're fine you know like we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out like there's always a plan that can be made so we can all deal with this like yeah, I love it um I guess my next so the next topic is besides personal what Amanda had a great question the other day about horror stories oh yeah so like do you have any just horror stories from your experience in yachting? I mean, dating on a boat is a horror story. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I dating, second that. Dating, dating is life the worst. Is a horror story. <laughs> That's the ultimate. A boat just that. adds a whole new element. <laughs> um, actually, I had a fire on a boat once. What? I was. We were in the shipyard in Amsterdam. Um, so we were actually living ashore. So we were all living in apartments. Um, and we were in fed ship and like the shipyard there is so nice. Like yeah. yachting tour that fed ships are one like, of the best. Like they are the Rolls Royce of boats, you know? Mm. So like we were back in this, we were going through a full like paint, uh, paint job and like, you know, getting all the maintenance and stuff done. So we're fully like in a tent, but we were in like a shed as well. And we were right next to two new builds that were like 85 meter new builds, you know? Um, and because so every night everyone would go home but we still had to do watch keeping like that's what the captain wanted um so we still had to do like our watches and it'd only be you on the boat right and like the shipyard would empty out at 5 p.m all the like workers would go home there's meant to be like a security guard around um anyway that day there had been like a lot of alarms going off so at the end of the day like normally you'll check in with your chief officer um or second uh, sorry, your chief engineer or second engineer, whoever's on duty, um, mm-hmm. and they'll give you a rundown. They'll be like, oh, you might get an alarm tonight for this, but it's okay, just acknowledge it. Um, but, you know, any other alarm, like, you call them for, and they should come back to the boat and deal with it. So, anyway, so basically, like, one of the suctions and, like, the toilets, the alarm had been going off all day. So my chief engineer was like, just, what if it happens? Just go around and flush a couple of toilets in the interior and in the crew area. I was like, okay, cool. So then it's like nine o'clock at night. I'm like watching TV, you know, like eating my snacks. Alarm goes off and I go and check it. And I like, I didn't really like look properly. I acknowledged it. And so I went and like flushed the things. Um, and then 10 minutes later, alarm went off again. And I was like, what the hell? So, and then I went to grab my phone to call like the engineer on duty. Um, and then, so basically there's like alarm panels, but I had to go down to, we called it the row cam room. It was like outside the laundry and it's just outside the control room where there's like the proper alarm panel that can tell you exactly like if it's a fire, if it's, I don't know, whatever it is, like, um, like high water tank or something. Yeah. So I start going down there and I'm like standing in front of the thing. I've got my second engineer on the phone and then I couldn't read the screen because we're just going like just like pages and pages of alarms are going off. And I was no. like, he's like, what's going on? I was like, I, I was like, I don't know. Like I can't read it. Like it won't stop just like loading like words. Like I can't read no. it. And then I turn and I look in the control room and there's a window and it was just full of smoke. Oh. And I was like, and I was like, like crying. I was like, Ronnie like there's smoke there's smoke he's like get off the boat now get off the boat now but at the time our only entrance was via the lazarette which we had to go through the control room because they were painting at certain points we will know like when you go into a paint job there's like tubes all around the boat there's like all the doors are taken like it's a mess yeah Um, it's terrifying everywhere so every day like our entrance to the boat would change depending where they were painting that day 
Oh, no. So I just, like, took a snap second. I'm literally in no shoes. I'm in, like, no bra, like, my pajamas. I have, Thank God I had my cell phone and I had the watchkeeper's phone. And when he was like, get off the boat now, Katie, and I was just like, fuck it. And I ran through the control room and I had no idea, like, what, like, I was going to see after That's that. That's so like, scary. You had no shoes on, too. Imagine if I, it had I been... just, because I was like, if, if I stay here any longer, like, You're I stuck. don't know. You're stuck. Like, the, more, the, like, the more the seconds go on, the less likely I am to, like, you know, like, you're thinking worst case scenario. Like, I've never been so terrified in my whole entire life. Were you the only one on the boat at that time? Only one on the boat. So How I bad ran was the fire? through the room and then ran through the control room and then got to the lazarette. Oh. And I ran outside and then Ronnie's like, find the, um, he's like, I'm going to call the shipyard, like, find the security guy. So I'm running around the shipyard and I cannot find the security guy. The front door's locked and I'm like, oh my God, like if my boat goes up in flames, this new build's going to go up in flames and this other new build's going to go up in flames and like, I'm going to die. And then, um, oh my God. like 10 minutes later, finally, like the security guy showed up and he actually used to be like an old firefighter. So he went and checked it out. Then we had like two fire engines show up. We had like an ambulance show up. I had had like smoke inhalation. I was like coughing. Um, and it ended up only being an electrical fire, but the amount of smoke that it produced from that was like crazy. Like, oh my gosh, like the whole thing was on fire. That is terrifying. It you was are like, so lucky. Hmm. And like after that, when I had to do watches again, like I would like I couldn't sleep on the boat. Like PTSD, I'm sure. So much PTSD, and if an alarm would like go off during the night, I would like like for ages I couldn't stay on the boat. That's sort of crazy. Yeah like crazy to me that they only had one exit like even if it's being painted yeah i was just gonna talk a bit about that like with for people that don't know but like when the boat's in the shipyard that's a critical time like that's when these things that's fires are pretty common and you now now you do have to have like two points of exit because of just so many incidents that have happened. Do more yeah. of those types of like like fires and stuff happen when it's having maintenance done in a shipyard versus out at sea? For sure. Wow. Yeah. That's and like if you imagine like the boats wrapped in like plastic yeah. and ventilation and stuff. So if it sparks or something, that thing's going up. Like wow. Katie was saying, like it's a matter of like minutes. Oh yeah. my gosh. Katie. It's like oh, so scary. God. Like I was like I honestly couldn't stop crying. Like the tears were just like rolling down my like cheeks and my chief engineer came and he was just like hugging me and the like firemen are giving me their jackets. Cause it's like the middle of Amsterdam winter and it's snowing outside and I have no shoes on and I'm just like shaking. Like, wow. Wait, how many years had you been in yachting at this point? Oh God, when was that? 2018, I think this was. So like four years. Okay. Wow. So few, I was like, what an entry into yachting. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, I'd, I'd been on board before and, like, okay. like, I had experience, but it was just, like, I never actually... Normally, there's, like, always somebody else around on the boat when this sort of stuff happens. You yeah. Know, like, um, yeah. Talk about the ability to uh, <laughs> react under pressure. Well, and, like, on my boat, they call me Safety Susan because I'm always, you know, deck crew. We're always giving, like, safety orientations and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is like, kind of what I want the audience to understand is more so than just, like, these charter people. This is our job. This is These are the real hazards and dangers of yachting. This is yachting. Yeah, you yeah. guys are there to keep everybody safe you know I mean it's like like, that's our ultimate job like that's what we get drilled into our head that's the course that we take to enter into this industry Mm -hmm. it's all safety on a vessel like firefighting first aid sea survival like that's the one initial course you have to have 
to get antibiotics. Absolutely. Yeah, like we all do. So we do STCW, which is basic firefighting and medical first aid and life mm -hmm. and safety at sea, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And like, so for example, my captain right now, we have to always have three people on watch and that might seem excessive, but he's also had bad experiences. So we, yeah. we have to have an engineer, an officer and a crew member on yeah. at all times. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense though. Like what if somebody has like a stroke or, or like what if Katie like didn't notice and like she yeah. became, you know, passed out or something. Right. It's, I mean, what if scary. the smoke, what if, yeah, I mean, what if you've been yeah. sleeping and slept through? Which is another one. Like yeah. people don't hear alarms. They don't wake up. Yeah. 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 Wow. That is terrifying. So when people ask yeah. me about yachting, I'm like, yeah, there is like the super fun part to it. There's all this like charter and you know what you see. But there's also the scary, sh the scary shit. And that's wow. what this is for. This is the total ship show. So this is the, you know, this is the ship stuff we want to <laughs> hear about. <laughs> yeah, it's when ship happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting. It, re it really does. Pretty yeah. much all the time. You're just like, I feel like you get to a point where you're just kind of like, okay, this is what we're doing now. You know, like. One day it's a heartbreak. One day it's a fire. The next minute yeah, you're like running like, aground. It's like, this is my life now. Like to adapt to life. Like now, like I feel like I am just, I'm so comfortable just going with the flow, seeing like what happens with yeah. the universe makes me. But that's because if you don't have that mentality in yachting, cause like you never know where you're going to be. Cause plans change all the time as well. So you can be like, Oh, I'm kind of Florida next week. And then it's like, Oh no, actually crossing back to the mid or like, yeah, you know, like I know. You have to be so just willing to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Fine. You're this kind of like, good. you're like not in control of your life in a certain way. And sometimes yeah. it's really, really draining. Yeah. I can't imagine. It's, it's hard enough being, you know, Malia's best friend and being like, hey, I want to do something with you and meet up with you. What's your schedule like? And like, no. Literally <laughs> I'm like, no well, idea. we could be in Mexico or we could be in yeah. Europe. I'm not yeah. really sure. Like even right now, I'm like, okay, in two days, are you coming back to Colorado with me or not? And she's like, I don't know yet. She's like, I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll let you know like an hour before the yeah, flight. Yeah, exactly. Like that's how it works. Like I tell my friends that are like overseas and they're like, oh, I'm going to be there. And I'm like, yeah, I'll literally book a flight an hour before before and I'll let you know like yeah that's, that's right. how this works that's yeah. our life it that's, looks it looks glamorous but right. it, it's not right <laughs> oh my gosh so Katie what's next for you like are you are you going to go back on charter go back to yachting or yes I am um yeah I've had a few interviews and stuff so I'm just waiting to hear back so I think I'll be in Florida probably within the next two weeks um so, yeah, I'm definitely, I've been hanging on by a string with yachting, but I think I'm going to give it one last shot. I'm feeling like in a way better place than I was. Um, and, yeah, I just kind of want to see the year out and, you know, see what happens next year. Um, but I've also been working on, like, a few little things while I've been down here. Um, I can't really talk about it just yet. So in the future, there will be some exciting things happening. Yeah, it's just Good. yeah. It's I'm trying to poach Katie on my boat. Oh, that's awesome! Her. Yeah, <laughs> that's I did awesome. interview with your captain actually, so, so that's how I knew. Awesome! Um, Good luck. That's amazing. If you need a break too, come to Colorado. I'll show you around Denver. Show you. Katie would love Denver. Yeah, you should come. We well, actually so we should fun. go to Tulum before she leaves. That's, I know you're tired, yeah. but. <laughs> That sounds good. <laughs> but, um, okay, well, it's been great chatting with you and catching up. Um, thank you for sharing all your personal stories. I love no you for way. that. And um, if you're headed to Fort Lauderdale, let's grab a wine. Of course, darling. I would even <laughs> not do that. All right, I love so you. so nice to meet you. I love you. Miss so you. Nice to meet you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Cool. All right. You ready for your...
fan questions? I am. Let's okay, hear it. Perfect. All right. So from Georgie Restall, what do you do when you're not filming? Uh, in Denver with me. Yeah, I wish. I work. <laughs> I constantly. I, so the funny thing is, is I work. So I work full time on a boat. So to film, I have to get time off. <laughs> and filming is what, six weeks? You said, yeah, right? yeah. So I get time off to film and then I go right back to working. And yeah. I work in yachting. So I'm currently bosuning on a 72 meter. Yes. All right. From Awake for Standing Rock, uh, what did you do to get the first yachting job? So that, so you go get your STCW. So once I had my STCW, I then did my 100 ton captain's license because I had the sea time already from working on boats before. Um, and then you basically put together a resume and my resume, you know, I, I, I teach scuba diving, I worked on dive boats. I'd never worked on a yacht, but I had customer service. I was a nanny in college. So anything that's relevant to working you know, in the industry. So like, you know, some boats hire just nannies, they hire personal trainers, anything, anything that's relevant, put that on your resume. And then you go around to crew agents and crew agents, you sign up with these crew agencies and they start putting your resume out there. And then, you know, a boat will go through a crew, a crew agency and a boat will say, I'm looking for a female deckhand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do you got? And then the crew agent will say, well, I've got this, Okay. you know, and that's how I got my first job. For people who don't have like that type of experience, like work, go work in a restaurant, like get service oh, experience. Oh, service experience. Beforehand. I mean, look yeah. at look at interior girls. I mean, any kind of bartending, serving, yeah. anything like that yeah. is a huge help. I mean, um, even financial stuff. Like we have pursers, so accountants, people who you know are just good with like Microsoft Excel. I didn't know what a purser or, was. Yeah, so a purser works with the captain and does basically accounts. They basically okay. are an accountant on a boat. Okay. But um, you do like a, you can do a purser's course, mm-hmm. and so and they get paid good money. Yeah. And they you know they assist the captain and they get to do some paperwork and stuff. It's okay. really it's a really good gig. Okay. I have a yeah. question too. I mean, for people that don't live in Fort Lauderdale, the STCW mm-hmm. is that really like. Can people get that in any state, or do you really have to go somewhere that has a yachting industry to be able to even take that course? Yeah, so I would say you have to get it at a maritime school. Oh, so not it. necessarily yachting, because it, it, you know, a lot of the guys that work on oil rigs, any any commercial industry, they've got to have it as well. Anyone yeah. that works at sea has yeah. to have it. So yeah, not just Fort Lauderdale. I mean, Palma is a big one. You know, Monaco, the UK has schools, okay. Fort Lauderdale, all over the world. The West Coast has them as well. Yeah. I don't know them by name, but I do know that they're there. So, okay. Yeah. Um, from S. Lindback, how did you get the job as a deckhand? So, yeah, like I've touched on before, but I started as a deck stew, got experience, but then I said, you know what? I just want to be a deckhand. And I went back to the career agents and I said, you know, I'm not a deck stew, I'm a deckhand. Take and it off my resume. <laughs> yeah, this, this is what I am. And fortunately for me, I found a boat that was looking for a female deckhand. And, and then, you know, that's kind of interesting too is boats can specify, do they want females on deck? Do they want men on the interior? Do they want a female chef? Do they want a male chef? Do wow. they want a female? It, and a lot of the times it's not, a lot of the times it comes down to cabin arrangements. Some boats, it comes down to, you know, the icky stuff. We don't yeah. want girls on deck. We don't want, we don't want guys as stewards, you know. Yeah. 
but I feel like that's fading out of the industry a lot. Yeah. So it's more, it comes down to cabin arrangements. Like, yeah. like for example, on my boat currently, we have, I have, um, in my deck crew, I have two females. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. That is yeah. awesome, yeah. So it's me with six people under me, six people in my team, and two of them are female. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, and from Palo Alves, Hi, Malia. How can I start in yachting life? I'm new on it, and I feel a bit lost. Yeah, I, this, so this, this seems to be a trend yeah. in the questions. And the thing is, with yachting, you just got to give it a go. Like, just go get that STCW. Get it at a maritime college, maritime school. Um, I think it costs about $1,200. And... Um, if you enjoy the class, so if, like another thing about it, during the class, you're going to have to tread water. You're going to have to like swim. Mm. You do, you gotta, you gotta be able to stay afloat for a little bit. You gotta be able to swim pretty well. Um, and then from there, put together that CV, any experience is relevant. Like when I say any, I mean boats hire for the most random reason. Mm-hmm. Like the boat that hired me to go to the South Pacific, I actually got hired because I said I liked to exercise on my CV. And they were like, great, we want a fit, healthy crew. Because you, they're, they're just looking for that little bit that sets you out from the rest. So, yeah. you know, there's masseuse, there's hairstylists, there's PTs, divers. Cat, I mean, cat lady might even get cat, a yeah. job. I mean, who knows? The owners might be <laughs> the owners of a cat company and they want people that like cats. Yeah. Languages set you apart for mm. sure if you speak different languages. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like, I'm trying to rack my brain of if you live in like a landlocked landlocked yeah. area what is some experience that you could get to help with a deckhand and I would- well it experience anyone that knows anything about flying drones making videos because you know these people go to cool places they have yeah. these cool family vacations they want cool videos so yeah. like a lot a big thing on deck now is hiring people that have video experience yeah. cameras drones like gopros lifeguarding i would think yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. lifeguarding experience on deck. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, if you live in Colorado, go rafting. Come yeah. Raft, raft anything. Like, because, yeah. you know, we take the guests out kayaking. We take, we go on the excursions with them as right. someone to help be there. Be Any there kind of water safety. experience or training. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then from Travis Ames, what has been the best boat to work on and how many crew? Mm. Well, I, it's probably my current boat at the moment. Uh, I can't name drop, I won't name drop, but um, I've been on that boat for two years because I absolutely love the family. So when it comes to yachting, you work for, you know, I work for a private family, and but then we also charter the boat. So I've just kind of like really fallen in love with the family that I have. They have kids that have getting, like I get to teach to scuba dive and- oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you kind of, they become your second family because you're away right. from yours for so long. And you've got a big um, crew on that boat. Yeah, we've got 24, 24 wow. crew, yeah. Another memorable boat uh, is the one that I was on the South Pacific. I had like the coolest crew. Like I still, you know, I miss them a lot. Um, but yeah, we just got to go all over the South Pacific. That's another thing, like you meet this crew and you have these awesome crew members and then you're like, become best friends and then it's like, see ya when it's I see so ya. Weird, you like become like family because you're living with them. Yeah, it's but then they leave wild. the boat or you leave the boat or the boat, something yeah. happens and you're like, okay, I guess I'll see ya That's... in Monaco in March or something, yeah. you know, you're like, okay, bye. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect, well that wraps up 
our episode with Katie. Yeah, she was great. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Reminder to follow and subscribe on all Total Ship Show socials uh, and stay up to date with all the latest episodes. Uh, thanks for joining us. A Huda Media Production.